And so every week we do a segment here called Knowing God. Knowing God, because knowing God, that's what it's all about. So knowing God is what we're all after. And so um, I want you guys to know that tonight what we're talking about is walking through the darkness, walking through dark times. But here's what we got to start with. Everything in life, even all the way back to the Garden of Eden, started with a walk. It started with people walking and talking with God. I know I'm going to mess some of your theology up out there, but they didn't have the Bible in the garden. They didn't have books to read. They didn't have worship music. They literally, how they spent time with God is they walked with God, talked with God. Maybe they were naming the animals. Haley's over there smiling. She wants that job when she gets to heaven is taking care of the animals, naming all the animals. And um, But you know what? If they were just walking in the garden, taking care of the garden, naming the animals, whatever it may be, the way they spent time with God was simply walking and talking with Him. So this whole life, everything started with a walk. So here's a verse I want to show you in Genesis chapter 3, Verse 8 says, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. This is very important. As you see that God was walking with Adam and Eve in the garden during the cool of the day. Now, you know, Adam and Eve would have known the sound of what God sounded like walking in the garden. Can you imagine what that actually sounds like? Just God walking in the garden with you. But they knew it because they, it says when it says also says at the end of that verse, it says, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden when they heard God coming and walking in the garden. Now, why in the world would they go hide from God? Well, we know that in that moment they had made the mistake. They had fallen like we all have made mistakes. And many of us want to hide from God when we make a mistake. And that's not what we need to do. We need to run towards him because he's the only one that can free us of our past and free us of our mistakes. So what I want you to see is if the number one thing that God wants to do with us is walk and talk with us, well, then the enemy's number one goal is to distract and interrupt the walk that we have with God. Have you ever seen, have you ever been um, just really passionate about the Lord and going after God, but then something distracts you? It could have been a sickness. It could have been a death in the family. It could have been financial struggles, a loss of a job, whatever it may be. Whenever something like that happens, a lot of times we, you know, it, the, um, what does I want to say? The enemy distracts us from our walk with God. That's all he wants because that is the most important thing in life is finding the way to walk and navigate your relationship with God through all the things that he's given us. He's given us family. He's given us jobs. He's given us houses, cars. He's given us blessings. He's given us so many things, but he wants to walk with us through it all. So when Adam and Eve are in the garden, they've been walking and talking with God on a daily basis and then they hid from God when they made a mistake. But you know what's so cool? The next verses say that when God came on the scene, you know what God said? He said, where are you? Where are you? He had gotten so used to Adam and Eve coming with him and walking with him in the cool of the day. And he was so excited about his walk with Adam and Eve. But they weren't there. They were hiding from him. And he said, where are you? And they were 
They were hiding because they had made a mistake. And you know what? Today, I believe that God is looking through this camera right at some people and he's saying, where are you? Because maybe you've made a mistake last week. Maybe you made a mistake a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, and you've been hiding from God ever since, hiding from a close relationship with him. I got news for you tonight is, you know what? When we make a mistake, it's like we want to run and hide from the because of the shame and the guilt and the condemnation that comes on us. We want to hide from God. But God did not turn away from Adam and Eve when he made a mistake. He actually drew in closer. He came closer. He helped cover up their nakedness. He helped cover up their shame. When we make a mistake, God doesn't run from us. He lets us know that we are that he is there for us and that he actually comes in closer. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to those who need him in the moments where they, they, they're trying to battle off shame and guilt and condemnation. Anybody ever tried to battle off shame and guilt and condemnation? My hand, this hand, everything. everything. We all have. But the good news is you've got to remember is that God's not running from you. He's actually coming in closer and he's going to come and take away that that nakedness that you feel, the, 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 the mistakes and the shame. He takes all of that away. Jesus died on the cross. Didn't just take away your sin. It took away the guilt and the condemnation and the shame. And we can walk through this life, y'all, feeling free of what we've done. You know, it used to take me you know, like three days to a week after I'd sinned and messed up. It used to take me like three days to a week to come back close to God. It's like, I don't know why, but it's like I almost like wanted to show God, like, God, I'm, I know this was wrong and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I've messed up. And it's like I wanted him to know that I knew it was serious and that I didn't want this in my life. And I felt like the best thing to do was just what, give God the silent treatment and, you know, stay away from him. But eventually it was like I, I didn't want to be away from him. And so it, I finally found my way back to him after that three day mark or whatever it may be. And but I've learned later on in my walk with God as I've matured in my walk with God is that God wants us to get back close to him immediately after we sin. That when we sin, we the blood of Jesus covers us. It's covered our sins. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus died and took away our sins once for all. That means that when you mess up, you can immediately come back into the grace of God, into the fellowship of God, and you can ask him for forgiveness. And you don't have to wait an experience, uh, a long period of time to, to go, you know what, is it, is it okay for me to come in close to God? Does he want me? No, I promise you this. He's asking tonight, where are you? Where are you? Because he misses that walk that he had with you. He misses that close walk with through the garden. Or for me, sometimes, you know what? I live on a golf course. Anybody out there like to play golf? Come on, raise your hand. Give me a comment out there. And uh, as you're, if you're out there, man, like it. You know what? Like this and comment. It helps this thing to get out in front of more people. The more comments, the more times you hit the like button out there, it helps it to get out there to more people that we, that we want to help reach for the Lord. So, But you know what? I live on a golf course. I love to play golf, and um, but on Mondays, the course is closed. So you know what I do on a lot of times on Monday is I get to go out, and it's like my own Garden of Eden. I get to walk and talk with God. Yes, a lot of times when I'm spending time with the Lord, I'll read my Bible or pray or worship, sometimes read a book. But on Mondays, sometimes I love to just go out and walk and talk with God. Y'all, sometimes it is my favorite moments is I go out there and I say, hey, God, I just want to go on a walk with you today. I'm going to talk with you. And so, you know what? I'll just go and talk with him. I'll walk, you know, for 
10 or 15 minutes and I'll be the one talking to God and just telling him what's on my chest, telling him what's on my heart and just speaking to him. But then I make sure that I leave time on the way back that I just listen to God. Because, see, y'all, a lot of times in our relationship with God, you know what happens is we, we, it's all one-sided. We just tell God everything that we want to say, you know. But then it's, um, um, it's, it's like, then it's just a one-way conversation. But here's the thing. If you'll just take time to listen to God on the way back, not only are you going to be having a real conversation, but you'll also, what, begin to learn the voice of God. You'll begin to hear the voice of God. And so that's so important. And so, you know, what I would love for you to do is just how this, it, this whole world began was a walk with God. Sometimes, sometimes you may be stuck in your relationship with God and you don't know what Bible verse to read. You don't know what book to read. You don't know what worship song to play. You just kind of feel stuck. This week, I, I challenge you to do this. Why don't you just go to a park, go somewhere outside, walk down your neighborhood street, whatever it may be, and just spend 15 minutes walking with God. Maybe 20 minutes walking with God. And for 10 minutes, just talk to Him. And then 10 minutes back, just listen to what He says. Woo, I'm getting teary-eyed. I get cry because, man, God loves when we just walk and talk with Him because that is what He created us to do is walk and talk with Him. So I see some more people coming in. I see my buddy Matt Yancey out there. Oh, hey, Cheyenne, Joe, and Braxton. Hey, B-Rax, how are you doing, buddy? Love you, man. Got to see you up there today. So love that family. My brother, sister-in-law, nephew, having a good time. Um, but you know what? Each week, um, I tried to pull out a section of my journal. So this week in the journal, I want to talk about um, something. It was not way back in the past. It was actually January the 1st of 2023. January 1st, 2023 is where I want to come to you in my journal tonight. So I like to try to bring a, a portion of my journal out every week. And this week it comes in this particular moment. So we're talking about walking with God and walking through the darknesses and, and you know, there's a lot of times where people really believe. I was talking with a friend back on this day, and we were talking about how they were so confused and frustrated about how they had given their life to God and how they were spending time with God, but bad things were still happening to them and in their life and in their family, and they were just kind of confused, and we had a great conversation about it. So I'm going to read a paragraph, just a small paragraph of my personal journal on January 1st, 2023. Here we go. Many of us are looking for a type of relationship with God that does not exist. Or maybe we have the wrong perspective of what a relationship with God looks like. We live in a fallen world and fallen things are going to happen to us. The fallen food in this world is going to give some people cancer. The fallen world has barren wombs. The fallen world has miscarriages and marriage problems. The fallen world is full of people who will hurt one another. The fallen world is infected with the spirit of betrayal. God is not a father that promises nothing bad will ever happen to you in this fallen world. A relationship with our heavenly father gives us someone to hang on to while we go through the fallen things in this fallen world. 
Our relationship with God takes us through the fallen world and into an eternal world where there is no fallen things. Now, isn't that amazing? God never promises to pull us out of this fallen world when we give our life to him. He promises to walk with us through this fallen world. And that is a must to understand because we can begin to blame God. And why isn't God stepping in and doing this? I've got news for you that people who are lost, people who are Christians, everybody goes through tough times in life. But it is amazing when you have somebody to walk with you through through it. And that is God. And that's what God does for us. And David understood that because in Psalm 23, one of the most quoted Psalms, one of the most Psalms that we read more than any is Psalm 23. And um, in Psalm 23, it's talking about going, how God is our shepherd. Now, God's our shepherd. And in Psalm 23, verse four, it starts out like this. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Man, even when we walk through the darkest valleys, that God is close beside us. And David understood this. David understood that he was going to have to walk through tough things. He was going to walk through valleys, tough times in life, but he understood that God would not leave him in those times, and he knew to cling close to God. Because in that verse, it also says, because you are close beside me, but you rod and your staff protect me and comfort me. And I got this picture of how a sheep is next to the shepherd. And if the sheep is next to the shepherd, they are close by what? Not only the shepherd, but they're close by the rod. They're close by the staff. And that staff and rod can beat off the wolves, can beat off the enemies, and then help protect and guide the sheep as he goes. So I'm telling you, this is very, very important, is that when you're walking through tough times, don't leave your shepherd. Stay close to him. This is the time to stay close to God more than you ever have. I also love how the message version says it. The message version reads like this, even when the way goes through Death Valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. Look at that. When you walk at my side, somebody needs to hear this tonight. You're going through a tough time in life, and you've got to understand that God's walking right beside you through it all. All you got to do is just reach up and grab his hand and say, God, I need to be close to my shepherd. I want to be close to you in this moment. And God's going to come in close to you and you're going to feel the security of his rod, the security of his staff, knowing that he's guiding you through the dark valleys. Come on, doesn't that give some people out there some excitement to know that even when you go through tough times, that God is right there with you. So God is with you. He says, I'll walk through the dark valley, that he will be there with us through it all comforting us through it all. I have some other little phrases here that I that I worded a little different. So sometimes just wording it a little different helps people. So God has given us eternal salvation away from this sin fallen world. But until we get to the other side, he promises to walk with us through the bad times and dark valleys. So yes, when we give our life to Jesus, the blood of Jesus covers us, and we're immediately going to be in heaven for all eternity away from this fallen world. So that's what salvation gives us, but it doesn't immediately take us out of this fallen world. The devil makes us think that God is supposed to stop all the evil on this earth 
And that when we can't trust God, if, if evil continues to happen. You ever felt like that? I've known people like that. We've all gone through times like that where when evil continues to happen in this world and in life, it's like, well, God should be able to stop this. But that's, that's the thing. God didn't say that he was going to pull us out of this evil world. He didn't say he was going to pull the evil all the way out of this world until Jesus comes back and he's ruling and reigning. And then it will all be gone. But until then... We've got to stay close to our shepherd because the, the enemy wants you to get mad at God, bitter at God, and be like, God, why didn't you stop this from happening? But just know God's with you as you walk through it. So fallen things happen in a fallen world. You got to understand that. God's promises to walk with you. Okay, fallen things happen in a fallen world. Salvation promises to give you a loving God to walk with you through this journey through this fallen world. Also, this is another quote I put down. Salvation promises to rescue you from the fallen atmosphere for all eternity when you pass to the other side. So we all live in a fallen world and fallen things will happen to us all. Health problems will happen. Death in our families will happen. Marriage problems will happen. Addictions to this world will happen. Miscarriages will happen. We'll all get spiritually wounded at some time. Things are going to happen, but that doesn't mean that God is stepping away from your side. And the main thing is this, is we can't step away from His because He will walk with you through it all. Me and Haley have had problems all the way through life. We, you know, when she was young, she had problems. I had problems when I was young. I remember having problems. I had allergic reactions when I was 12 years old and thought I was going to die. But God walked with me through it all. God walked with me and Haley through our marriage problems we had years ago. But God walked with us beside us and we learned so much and we're strengthened through that all. You know, I was playing golf with a guy this week. Um, I was playing golf with a guy this week and we had a great, great conversation. As a friend of mine and um, we got to talking and he kind of opened up and he just said, man, I had gone into, I gave my life to Jesus a long time ago. And um, that's kind of what this podcast is all about. It's helping the bride of Christ come back to the feet of Jesus, no matter what she's been through. And so I was talking to him. He said, I've given my life to Jesus a long time ago, but I went through some dark times. I went through hanging out with some really crazy and wild people, doing some things I never saw myself doing. In the middle of all of that, he had blown out his knee. And when he blown out his knee, he, he, they gave him medicine and he got addicted to the medicine that they had given him to help the pain on his leg. And he said, man, that addiction sent me into a spiral till I was addicted to this drug and then this drug and then this drug. And he got to the point where he was miserable. He said he was suicidal. He said to the place he didn't know where he was going to turn. And he said he called his mom. Happy Mother's Day. You know, sometimes it's just good to call mom, you know. And he called his mom and he said, Mom, I need help. And he went over to his parents' house and they began to pray with him. And he went through the next five or six days with intense withdrawals. And he said as he was going through that, he didn't know if he was going to make it out of those withdrawals because it was so painful. But he came all the way through it. And then his parents set him up to go to a rehab center for the next month, for the next 30 days. And he went to that rehab center and he was kind of feeling good. And he said he got all the way to day 15 and he began to have these withdrawal symptoms again. 
And they were coming on strong, and he got so nervous, and anxiety and fear came all over him. But he said he was sitting there, he got down on his knees, and he said, God, I need you to reveal yourself to me. I need you to take away this fear and anxiety. I need you to take away these withdrawals. And he said, Brad, I heard the voice of the Lord for the first time in a long time. He said, it was just about audible. He said, I heard the Lord say to me, I walked with you through the withdrawals two weeks ago, and I'll be here right beside you walking through it again. Wow, I just got tears. I just got chills that God said to him, I walked with you through those withdrawals two weeks ago, and I'm going to walk with you through those withdrawals again. And man, he said he felt God and he gave his life back to the Lord. And he since then, he's been just walking through life in a whole new perspective, in a whole new way. And man, it's amazing to know that God's not scared of our sin. He's not scared of our dark moments. He's not scared of our dark valleys, that he will walk with us through it all. And how powerful that is of a picture that is. You know what? And as I got that story, it really helped me talk to another friend of mine. So another friend of mine, hit me up this week and texted me and said, hey, man, I'm having some serious health problems. I'm actually going to have to have surgery on my neck and my back. And I'm confused. I'm frustrated. I'm scared. And you know what? That conversation I had with my buddy on the golf course came to my mind. And I texted my buddy back that had the health problems. And I said, because this guy is a friend of mine, He had a wreck like 20 years ago. He had a really bad car wreck and he almost died in that car wreck. But God walked with him through those times and and just resurrected his life and began to help walk him through the healing through his bad car wreck. And then I remember he came to me like 20 years ago and said, man, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to hardly walk again. And um. And, and he said, I just need prayer. So like 20 years ago, I just prayed over him that God would begin to heal his legs. And you know what? Sometimes, you know, you don't know if prayer is really working. I didn't see that guy for another long time. He hit me on Facebook like nine years later and said, man, I just felt led today to tell you that when you prayed for my leg nine years ago, that God began to heal my leg and he completely walks normal. And so as he hit me up this week, and he was telling me he had these problems, he's going to have to have surgery. I just felt led to share with him. I just said, hey, man, God walked with you through your health problems 20 years ago, and God's going to walk with you again through the health problems you're having right now. And so I don't know what it is that you may be out there walking through. It could be marriage problems. It could be health problems. It could be financial problems. It could be job problems. It could be any type of relationship problems. It could be a problem. You had a death in the family. You could be walking through depression. I don't know what you're walking through, but here's what I want you to know. If you were depressed five years ago and you came out of it, but now you're feeling it again, God walked with you through your depression five years ago, and he's going to walk with you through this time in your life where you're feeling depressed now excuse me and he's going to be the one that walks with you and walks you out of that dark valley so stay close to him don't give up on God cling to him more now than you ever have and watch him pull you out of that dark valley and walking into a place man where you begin to be blessed And you begin to see the light of God come on your life like never before. Isn't that amazing that God will walk with you through all of your trials and tribulations? Somebody, come on, give me an amen. Give me a comment out there. What are you going through? Is God helping you walk through it right now? You know, God also speaks to us, and there's a verse I love in Isaiah. In Isaiah, it says this in Isaiah 43, verse 
2 says this right here. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. That is very encouraging to know that we have a God that tells us, hey, yes, you're going to go through fire. You're going to go through rivers of difficulty. You're going to go through oppression. You're going to go through depression. But depression is not going to burn you up. I promise you this. You're going to come out of that tonight. You're going to come out of that this week or that, you know what, this month, you're going to come out of depression. The rivers of difficulty that you're going through at this moment, they're not going to drown you because God's walking with you. He's walking right beside you and he promises to walk with you all the way through it. I promise you he's going to do it. You know what? You have been walking with God through some deep waters and he is going to walk right beside you. So I just want you to take some moment right here and make a decision tonight. Make a decision to go, you know what, this week, it's been a while since I've spent some quality time with God. I'm going to go behind closed doors. I'm going to shut the door. I'm going to begin to spend some time with God and begin to grow close to Him and walk with Him. And then maybe this week, you're going to just find some time to go walk with Him. Go outside and walk with Him in this beautiful weather and and just go back and just kind of take a moment to go, you know what, let's picture the Garden of Eden. Imagine Adam and Eve walking with God in the cool of the day. I promise you this, if you go out and start walking with God and just say, this is what I say. When I go out on a walk with God, I say, God, I'm getting ready to go on a walk with you. I just want you to come and walk with me and I want to walk with you. And it is the best time. It's so peaceful and exciting just to be there with God and that the the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will come and walk with you right here in Alabama. Or some of you are, you know, all over the the U.S. People are just tuning in from everywhere. Man, I'm telling you, it is awesome to know that God will walk with you. But that's what he wants from you. Did you know he doesn't want you to memorize 38 chapters this week? Yes, if you did that, that's awesome. But what he wants more than anything is he wants you to walk with him and talk with him. He wants you to know him, to get to know him, to come in close to him, to be intimate with him. In this moment, in this hour, there's nothing that God wants more than anything except for his bride to come in close to him and spend intimate time with him and walk with him and get to know him. The Bible tells us that we are the bride of Christ. How amazing this is, is we either are the bride of Christ or we're not. And if we are the bride of Christ, we are seated in the heavenlies right next to Jesus as his bride. And we We are co-seated with him. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing, amazing position that we have as the bride of Christ. And we've got to remember who we are. And when the way we remember that is when we get in there and we go after God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and all of our strength. So this week, just no matter what you're walking through, God will walk with you through it. Isn't that awesome to know that you're not alone as you walk through the dark times? It's very important to know that Jesus tells us what we will walk through on this earth. Jesus tells us, you know, just as a master, that the student is not above the master. Well, Jesus is our master. We are his students. He's our teacher. We are his students. Whatever Jesus faced, we're also going to face. And so Jesus lets us know clearly in the Gospels that we are going to have trouble in this world. So I wanted you to see some of these verses. God never promised he was going to pull us out of this fallen world. He promised to walk with us 
through it until our last breath or until he comes back and gets us. And then he's going to take us to a place where there's nothing dark, nothing falling. It's going to be an awesome time. So hang in there with all you got, drawing close to him until those moments. But Jesus does tell us that we will have trouble in this life, but that he who is in us is stronger than he who is in the world. I want to read this verse to you. I don't have it on the screen. But 1 John 4, 4 says this right here. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You know, no matter what you're facing at your job, at home, at family, in your marriage, in your finances, that he who is inside of you, Jesus Christ, is way more powerful than the enemy that's trying to disrupt your world and interrupt your world. And so stay close to God because he is greater than what you're going through. I love this verse here in John chapter 16, verse 33. This is in the Passion Translation. It says this, For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Woo, come on, let's read that one more time. For in this unbelieving world you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world the world. Wow. Take a deep breath and go, you know what? God has conquered everything. He has conquered everything. And Jesus lets us know clearly that in this world, we will have trouble. We will have sorrow. We will have difficulties. We will have tribulation. We will have trials. We will face depression spirits. We will face things in our life that bring us down. But here's what I want you to know is... Jesus has conquered the world. Jesus has conquered everything in this world. So he says, take heart, young man. Take heart, young lady. Be courageous. Be of good cheer because Jesus says, I have overcome the world. I have overcome everything that comes against you. I'm walking right beside you, so walk right beside me. Jesus has overcome depression. Jesus has overcome cancer. I have overcome worry, Jesus says. I have overcome anxiety. I have overcome fear. I have overcome stress. I have overcome all of Satan's attacks in this world. I have overcome addictions. I have overcome betrayal. I have overcome barren wombs. I have overcome miscarriages. I have overcome infertility. I have overcome financial troubles. I have overcome marriage troubles. I have overcome all the withdrawals from all the addictions. I have overcome every health problem you will ever face. I have overcome death and I have overcome hell. I have overcome the grave. Jesus is our King. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. He sits on the throne and He has conquered everything. So tonight it all started with a walk and it will end with the walk. Are you going to walk with Jesus this week? Because He has conquered it all. Even though you will have troubles, Jesus will conquer it all. So tonight, I want you to spend some time with Jesus. Shut the door. Go behind the door and be intimate with your king and tell him you need him as you're walking through these dark times. So no matter what you're going through tonight, Jesus wants you to know that he's walking right beside you.